computer man. I can do anything you can. You know, you uh, you got to learn to do the robot with that. Got to get that. Sorry, Rusty. My moves are too smooth for that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Bob, Bob, Bob. Oh, Lord. And you do have a topic today, as I, I understand. I do. Actually, yeah. you popped in my office and said hey are we doing a show today i'm that like was... yes i'm just posting this blog article okay. real quick and then i rushed in here rushed to the to the studio for the late latest breaking news from a couple weeks ago yeah you had to grab the uh, golf cart get all the way across the compound by yes time the uh yeah. Computer man. So teleported, right actually. Yeah. I was teleported directly. You've been working on that, I know. I have been working on yeah. teleportation technology. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so far, it hasn't worked out too good. Well, I, I just keep duplicating myself. It's weird. So, you mean there's more than one of you <laughs> running around here someplace? Yeah. Uh, yeah it's that's sad. Not it's a, a sad situation. We need to alert security instantly. Yeah. Uh, that's so, not good. Anyhow, I do actually have a very dry topic today. Somehow, I feel like that's going to be some kind of a metaphor. It is, is it about the ocean? No, okay. it, it is. It's a dry topic from the fact of well, actually, all the facts and figures that I'm going to share with you today, dealing with ransomware. Uh-huh. and a fundamental shift. In the, in the way the attackers are actually approaching this. Um, so some research actually came out um, a few days ago that showed a trend. Okay. Like a marked trend. Like this, was, this is actually real. Um, now, when there's a ransomware attack, you do hear about it in the news. Like a big ransomware attack. Yeah, sure. Uh, such as the Colonial Pipeline uh, incident, um, or the, as many people have, have mentioned to me, Hey, what's going on with channel 22? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, Sinclair was also attacked. Yes. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out if, if, or how much they paid. Yeah. Well, um, they had to have, I think that they probably did. Yeah. Um, and of course, you hear about these big ones all the time. You know, any type of of a major attack, you hear about it in the news. What you don't hear about in the news are all the smaller attacks, right? And the numbers are actually definitely pointing towards smaller attacks, and this is because the government is actually beginning to crack down on these larger attacks, large corporations, actually the government itself is, um, they are targets. Sure. So the government, you know, the federal government is going after these attackers. You know, when they, when there's an attack, they're using, you know, they're using various digital fingerprints and various means that mm-hmm. they actually now yeah. have a cryptocurrency unit that is specifically tasked with trying to track oh, these people right. yeah. and that kind of stuff. But you have to understand that unless you meet a dollar threshold, uh, which from my training this last summer, um, the Secret Service, they'll take your report, but 
unless it's at least $100,000, they're not going to be able to do anything about it. Sure. They just, the government simply does not have the resources to handle the number of attacks. Right, right. now, they are focused on the big attacks. Right. Um, so what that has done, since the government is going after the, the big attackers, these major breaches in security, and a smaller number of them, uh, the attackers have shifted to smaller targets. Okay. Specifically, mid-sized businesses. So here's I'm gonna get I'm gonna give you a couple numbers here. This is gonna be this is gonna be this might be shocking to you. Uh what do you think is the average ransomware payment that's out there right now? The what, average what's the average ransomware payment that's being paid out? Well, you've told me these numbers are gonna shock me, so I'm gonna go for a number that would shock me. Uh the average is Ten thousand bucks. Okay. Well, you're a little low. Uh, the average payment is one hundred and thirty-nine thousand seven hundred and thirty-nine dollars. Oh, Ten that is times the, more. The average payment. And these numbers, by the way, these numbers are from the third quarter of twenty twenty-one. The third quarter of this year. So these are as accurate as we can get close for right to, now. Yeah. So what what they actually saw was the median ransomware payment. So. The average payment that was being paid out was essentially unchanged. It's sure, you know, yeah. in the hundred thousand dollar range. What was shocking from the numbers, though, was the median payment. So the median payment is the number of these little smaller payment. You know what? Averages and medians. It's all a mathematical thing. We need to get a math teacher in here to really, really delve into that number. No, we don't. But the median payment was $71,674. Okay. That means that was the most common was 70, type of... Like $75,000. $71,000. Now, here's the shocking part. Quarter over quarter, that number was a 52% increase from the previous quarter. Okay. So what they did was that these attackers have shifted from targeting the big businesses. And by the way, this is in a single quarter. In a single quarter, the attackers have completely shifted strategies. So when I'm talking with my, cu my customers and I tell them, you need to understand this is a constantly evolving thing. I have to like keep up with all of the current trends and sometimes it is a daunting if not impossible task right i'm only one person yeah um so but we've seen a shift a 52 percent increase in the in that median payment right that is a shocking number it should be a shocking number and if you don't understand all of this Basically, instead of going after the big businesses, they're going after the medium-sized businesses. Um, so what is what what businesses are they actually targeting now? Yeah. <clears throat> so what do you think is a, like a medium-sized business? 
I well, it, you have to have some context. I mean, as opposed to employee IBM size. or employee size, employee size, size probably a hundred, hundred and fifty. You're you're right in there. Uh, so the the shift. So let's let's look at let's look at the shift, where the shift has actually occurred. So companies under a thousand employees, which is quite a few companies, right. quite a few businesses yeah. that are out there. There's several, I mean, companies or businesses under a thousand employees. How many of those are just in Plymouth? Well, there'd be quite a okay. few. That attribute that that accounted for eighty three point seven percent of all attacks were businesses under a thousand employees. And that has shifted from the last quarter. That has shifted. Okay. It, not as much. It well, it has shifted. Yeah, it has shifted. Uh, the largest portion of that, half of that, well, more than half of that number were businesses between 101 and 1,000 employees. How many businesses are in Plymouth with well, a, 100 employees? A lot. I so would assume that, a lot. That, that, those people, if, so the odd, the one odd thing that I noticed is that in, uh, employers with just one to 10 employees was only around 5% of all attacks uh 11 to 100 was 30 about a third 34.7 percent but 100 to um 100 to a thousand you're looking at 40 over 43 percent Altogether, all three of those between one and a thousand employees attributed for 83.7 percent okay of all the ransomware attacks that's a huge number that is that's a huge number. Again, you what? hear about the big ones in the news, but you don't hear about the small businesses that are attacked. Right. But now let me ask you a question, though. In order to attack a business, you have to have a a chink in the armor, correct? Correct. Which usually is yes. one of your employees. It can be. So, so there's actually the – so I, I have information on my blog article at myatheist.com. I also posted it on my Facebook page this morning, a link to the article. Um, so the two main points of entry for a ransomware attack are phishing and remote desktop capabilities that okay, they're actually yeah. getting in, uh, especially with all of the remote workers that are out there right now, there's a lot of remote desktoping going on and stuff like that. So, um, in this, and the remote desktop uh, according to uh, all the research, the remote remote desktop problem is actually attributed to weak passwords, uh, which, again, that's a people problem. Right. So you kind of need to. It really does help, and there's there's things. the The problem with remote desktop is that RDP or remote desktop protocol is actually something that can be wormed. So okay. if it gets on one machine in a company, it can actually go to everything else sure it can just go through the back doors right. because that's built into a windows computer sure it's built in there so you can access certain services um so that one's kind of really difficult to combat the phishing part is a failing from a personnel standpoint okay um you fall for it right uh, just yesterday yesterday alone I believe I looked at at least 
three different attacks. I was, I, it was, it's Monday. I had a Monday for sure. Right. Um, yesterday I looked at three different attacks. So, I mean, the, the, the fishing thing is an, a very active thing still in, in the two biggest one, you know, it's still one of the biggest factors. Um, so doesn't that mean that the, the attackers have to be better at what they do? Cause the possibilities of getting a thousand are getting people better. are better. They're getting much 100. better. They're getting much better, I think, in some cases, because some of these attacks are becoming more domestic. Yeah. Yes, Russia, China, attackers that are in Russia, China, these countries where they have a certain amount of... The government gives them a lot of leeway in their, yeah. their illegal activities. Well, you know, you don't have enough resources to combat oh. it all. You're you're a Russian and you want to attack the United States? Oh, okay. Yeah, we're just going to look the other way. Okay. You're going to go after the the big bad baddies over in the US? Sure. <laughs> so, what do you think? I'm going to ask you this. I like asking you questions, Rusty, because uh, you like know to... you're not going to get the right answer, right? What do you think is the number one sector of the industrial sector that is attacked? Industrial. Well, it, business sector. What's the number one business sector that's attacked? Uh, manufacturing. No. Uh, IT. Yeah, that's a target, but no. Well, there isn't much else. IT there? actually, because we are fully aware of what's going on. Uh, yeah, we know we're actively being attacked, but we're typically not the victims. Okay. Uh, it's possible. Now, it is entirely possible. We still account for a very small percentage, but it's still a small percentage. So the number one industry or the number one business sector that is attacked or falls victim to ransomware or actually professional services. Okay. Professional services are things like law offices, uh, financial advisors, uh, insurance agents, a lot of things that you get uh, a certificate from the state or a license from the state in order to run your business. Okay. A lot of those types of businesses are actually the number one um, victim of ransomware attacks with almost a quarter of all attacks. Okay. Why is that? There's actually two reasons. Easier to sneak in. It's easier to sneak in because these types of businesses are notorious for failing to recognize the benefits of having an IT staff or security software or security uh, policies or things like that, they typically do not recognize the fact that they are a target. That, okay. So yeah. this is this is the sad truth behind it. Um, these types of businesses, I don't know how, I don't know. I'm trying to find a, a nice way to put this. <laughs> these types of businesses. Or I'm going to, you know what, I'm actually going to, I'm going to pull up this, an article that actually describes this pretty darn well, I think. 
um, as to I've got to I've got to scroll down here. I have to find find the quote here uh, that I read that I was looking at it and I'm like, oh, that's actually like really accurate. The quote um, of the day. It's it is it's actually kind of a a paragraph uh, where it actually talks about it. And gosh darn it, I can't seem to find. I was I'm scrolling down through the, my research here. Doing a show here, Bob. I know. I am. I am so sorry. I should have. I should have actually went on ahead and just had this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyhow. Oh, here it is. There you go. It says, and and I'm quoting this directly from the research article concerning professional services. Uh, they're calling this an industry concentration. And why is, is this concentrated in a single industry? Uh, these firms, mostly small and medium-sized legal and financial services, tend to underinvest in IT security and often believe they are too small to be on the radar of ransomware attackers. This fundamental misconception of how ransomware attacks are manufactured leads companies to believe they will never be struck by lightning. What they do not realize is that this type of thinking actually makes them a lightning rod for attacks. I loved the, the lightning. What a metaphor, yes. I love the, the so I, these guys at the research firm are like, I, I love whoever wrote this part of the article because I was like, yes, that is exactly the case. Just because... You are too conceited to think that you will never be a victim doesn't mean it doesn't put up some magical barrier around you to protect you from an attack. In fact, you're more likely to be attacked and more likely to be a victim. And this, and think about this. So legal, legal services, insurance companies, financial services, what do they all have? Money, they have they well. Money is a See, money's a huge factor. This is what's thinking to me. They have quicker access to larger sums of money. If you're attacking manufacturing, money. you have to find where that is. But what's the other more valuable thing that they have? Uh, client data. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So in in many cases, when there's a ransomware attack, it's doing more than just encrypting the files and making it an inconvenience for you on your computer. The whole second part of ransomware is something that nobody ever talks about. They, know, they, they don't really think about it, is the fact that that data is potentially exposed. Yeah. The data that you might have on for, for your clients, the data that you might have uh, concerning your vendors, uh, the data that you might have uh, concerning employee records, that kind of stuff, yeah, is all, all susceptible. Yeah. It's all there. They, you, the, an attacker. Remember, a ransomware attacker has attacked you. They have encrypted your files. If they have gotten to the point where you have files encrypted, that also means that they entirely have the capability to decrypt those files. But they also have a, a really good chance that they already, they already have your data. Yeah. They've already uploaded that data to themselves. 
And guess what? You've exposed all of those people. Right. So financially, uh, a financial motivation is, it's the main motivation for any type right. of ransomware attack. That That is, it's not just to be um, the the big bad meanie behind this. It It is, it's financial. It's sure. all financially motivated. And the problem with this is that there's really no repercussions for them to do this. It, you know, there there's a uh, there's a better chance of you. I mean, when's the last time that you saw a law enforcement raiding some ransomware headquarters or something <laughs> like that? It doesn't happen. the The threat to the to the guys who are doing the ransomware is non-existent. No. Yeah. They have zero chance of being arrested. Right. I, I mean, essentially, there's zero chance. Now that could shift as the government takes a more serious uh, uh, stance on this. But the problem is, again, a lot of these attackers are in Russia or some other country somewhere around the world where the reach of American, the long arm of the American law can't, can't get to them. Yeah. I've seen it before, um, especially when I track somebody down into like Malaysia or something like that. It's like, I just laugh and I'll be like, yeah, okay. They're, I don't care how much you're spending for this. You're not going to be able to get yeah, to them. You're gone. That you cannot get to these people, and they know that. They know that. But I want to jump back real quick. Okay. We were talking about them having your data. <clears throat> now, I don't know if you know this or not, but these people who are doing the ransomware, Rusty, they're criminals. No, Bob. Yes. No, that that's I not, know that's, that's yes, not possible. That is. A shocking, shocking discovery, yes, isn't it? Yes, it is. These guys are criminals. So when they say, we have your data, and uh, we're going to delete that data as soon as you pay us the ransom. Okay. Do you believe them? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Rusty, you are the, the next pansy in the pot there uh oh you mean they're not going to delete the data there's oh, okay. a very that's good a, chance that's what i thought there's a very good chance that even if the main organization that is and in many cases these are very well organized parties that are doing this uh that even if the main organization you know the guy who's running the place is like yeah we're gonna we're gonna delete that data okay what if they do delete it? Does that mean that one of the criminals that's working in their organization isn't going to sell it? Well, I, I there's would... a good chance that let's put it this way: if your data is compromised in a ransomware attack, there is a ninety-nine percent chance that that data will be exposed through the dark web or you know whatever. The dark web. The dark web. It's going to get out there. Um, I would assume that it's already been sold. Yeah, I mean, I you might as well. To, I, I would just, and not just once, yeah. but maybe multiple times. I'm sure. I'm, I would just assume it's already all over the place. Yeah, the repercussions from that alone is... It, it's, it should be shocking to anybody. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that in a lot of cases... Uh, what I like to tell my customers is that 
It's not if you're going to be attacked, it's when. So you better make, you better start planning. You, you yeah. better start d- putting systems in place. You better start trying to protect yourself as much as you can. Be- but again, one of the, a lot of these attacks actually depend on the human factor that somebody is going to get in. And this is true from, I was just talking with somebody uh, over the weekend. Um, we were talking about ransomware attacks. Yeah. Somebody actually bumped into at the railroad museum. Yeah, I'll just start talking about ransomware or whatever. But um, there were questions. He had he had some questions, and I answered those questions, you know, the best that I could for him. And um, I, I think that it this is something actually that applies to not only somebody that's at home or a multi billion dollar corporation. You have everybody in between. And like I said right at the beginning, this is a shift towards the large businesses where they're going after the big bucks. You know, they want that multi-million dollar payment that's coming out from a healthcare oh, yeah. breach. Yeah. Okay. They want they want the payments from these massive uh, utilities and media companies and stuff like that. That's fine. But they also realize that those types of attacks are becoming more and more scrutinized by government agencies. So they're shifting the target. They're shifting right. towards the smaller businesses and they're going after them. And this is a huge, now not to say that small businesses weren't always a, a victim beforehand, but the fact that there is suddenly a, a 50 some percent increase in the median payments, the fact that the businesses under a thousand employees, which it's just about, I mean, the vast yeah, majority of it sure. is more than 80% of the attacks. This is a huge shift yeah. in this direction. So beware. guess what? Beware, be ready, and start actually preparing yourself for the inevitable. Got a text. Um, it's a little off the topic. He says, the, uh, my son's bank ATM card got used in Texas for 1,500 phones, or 1,500 in phones. Oh, uh, uh, welcome to the club. Mine got used for a couple of martinis in a bar one night. <laughs> uh, and my wife called the bar because she saw it go on the card, and she was going to catch them. <laughs> she was going to. She called that. But she had them. Anyway, uh, the bank is not standing behind the the illegal transaction. He's out the money. They say, is that fair? I'm not sure. Isn't there a threshold on that, too? Not necessarily. Okay. They're, they're, uh, the threshold is actually dependent upon how quickly you respond, isn't well, it? I mean, if you instantly tell them, look, this is not I'm me. I'm a little surprised that the bank isn't – they say they're not standing behind it. Um, the banks usually take this pretty seriously. Oh, yeah. I know that uh, a couple of the banks here in town, uh, before they will actually even unlock your account, um, they actually will send you, they'll send you to me. Yeah. To actually take a look at your computer and find out what's going on. They won't, they won't actually, I I was just talking to uh, one of the banks earlier this week and they're like, you know, is it okay if we continue sending people? Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead and send people my way so that we can try to figure it out because they don't want that person to be continue to be a victim. Right. So I, I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical about that one, about that text, 
because I don't know why the whole the whole story. The, there's there must be something yeah. else that's going on with that, um, or they 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 must have a way to not be able to detect what the fraud actually was. Because um, usually it's going to go to a, the fraud department at the bank. Right now, also, I think the banks are going to be a little bit more scrutinizing of these types of yeah things because it's becoming number one, it's becoming very common. Um. Secondly, you know, they want to make sure that everything is actually legitimate. I got to say, this this has to be a kind of a ballsy crook, too, because normally it, you, you notice it because somebody bought McDonald's at some place right. you weren't at because they're testing to see if you've caught on first. Correct. And I actually. And then they jump in. I myself had a transaction that came across my account this, this weekend for $1. Yeah. That was automatically blocked by the service I use, which is privacy.com. Um, I use that service to actually create a, a bunch of burner cards. And since it wasn't for an authorized vendor, because I, I set up individual cards for each vendor that right. I that I use. Sure. Um, and those cards, that card was utilized for a vendor that was not authorized and it was automatically blocked. But... That means that they also have that card number, and so you have to change. So I have to change that. Yeah, but I only have to change it for one vendor. Right. No, I like I said they. Uh, uh, oh, they bought a phone, and someone stole the info from. And I've heard of that too. People at the phone store getting uh, your info, and then you have to be careful. <laughs> you have to be very careful. You have to be careful whenever your card leaves your hand. Oh, yeah. And goes somewhere else because there are people who work in the retail. Again, a lot of this stuff is domestic. You might think, yes, Russia, China, they're the ones that are after you. Not necessarily. It could also be that underpaid uh, waitress down at the local restaurant, which is exactly what I ran into a few years ago. And I was able to track them down. I knew exactly what they had purchased at Target and everything else. Unfortunately, um, I don't want to. I don't want to say it. I know petty criminals got to make a living too. Uh, you know, not just petty, these big ransomware people. But <laughs> yeah, I, I'll put it this way: I got shifted around through the law enforcement community. Yeah, in a very I thought an unprofessional manner. Okay, I had the case solved. Oh, that's when I right. showed I up. Yeah. When I had, when I showed up, you had it. I had every bit of data that could be collected <laughs> because guess what? I do this for a living. <laughs> I had everything, and I remember the mm. the officer said, "Can I just copy what you have in your envelope?" Yeah, just go ahead, just copy it, and then did nothing. Six months later, I was told after it got shifted around to a couple different agencies that I was no longer a victim. So they were dropping the case. So they got away with it. Talk about irritating. Oh, Bob. You know, you, you're going to have to do something now. Mm. You know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to run across the room because... Uh... Oh. <laughs> it's time for Bob to give something away. Bob brings the wheel over from its resting place on the other side of the enormous studio. He'll be 
pulling up here in the uh, the WTCA golf cart any second after going to the other side of the room. And he's <clears throat> back. There we go. Uh, we're looking for caller number three. Caller three, nine, three, six, four, zero, nine, six, nine, three, six, four, zero, nine, six. Caller three. Bob will spin the wheel for you. And you will win some lovely prize. Some lovely prize, which, uh, guess what? I... I forgot to even bring the wheel over here, so I had to grab, grab that real quick. So that means I forgot to put some things some on the wheel. Prizes. So guess what? If you, you have a chance to win some cash because there's at least three spots on the wheel now that have cash on them. Very good. So if you have uh, not won in the last six weeks, anybody, you or your family, give us a call, 936. Give other folks a shot at this. So you could, win, you could win up to $20 in cash Wow! today. Just a boom, $20 boom. bill. Boom! All you got to do is be a caller, and Wait. if we land on that spot... That's going to give you 20 so bucks in cash. You you could. So, But I do have lottery tickets on there. I, ha- I still have a Netflix gift card. Um, and I still have a Dairy Queen gift card on there. Okay. So... Let's um, come over here and hit this button and see. Uh, caller, can I have your first name, please? Jim. 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 Yes. Think good thoughts, Jim. You, you yeah, can't do, get this you know how this You know how this works, Jim? Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. All, all right. right. All right. Well, here we go. Here we go. We're going to spin the wheel. <laughs> spinning away. And it is spinning. And we're spinning. And it is. Oh, Jim. You can stop by the studio and pick up your ten dollar cash prize. Ooh, ten bucks! Thank you. All right. You're very welcome. I'll I will I will give Jim out front the <laughs> cash prize for Jim on the radio. Okay. And you can pick that up. Very good, Jim. Thanks for playing. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, Jim, a winner. Well, isn't that fun? I love it when we Gosh, have a darn winner. It. I got a. Did you see the moths fly out of this yeah. wallet, Rusty? See, you're the only person I know who the $1 bill in your wallet, the Washington's wearing sunglasses when he comes out because it's, it's too bright. I'm going to have to get some change. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you some change. Oh, really? Yeah, I got change. What, quarters? <laughs> Yeah, give me that 20. I'll give you a couple of quarters. <laughs> is that all you're after, right? Uh, if they want to if they want to read the blog, I mean, obviously, if you've got a middle-sized business, you probably ought you to probably, read the blog. Uh, yeah, yeah, you probably uh, yeah. should look at that. It's myapheust, M-Y-A-P-H-E-U-S.com. You can also look me up on Facebook. Ooh. Just look, just search for atheist, A-P-H-E-U-S.com on Facebook. I have a link to that blog article on there already. And if you want to talk to Bob directly, I'm assuming this is your day this to is, be out of the office. This is my Stark County day. Um, 936-9644. He will answer messages. So uh, I've got a lot to do in Stark County. So, anyway, thanks, Bob. You're welcome. Got news coming up, so stay tuned. WTCA Plymouth. That's my favorite radio station. FM 106.1 and AM 1050.